Welcome to Taking Back Her Brain with Love, the only podcast using neuroscience and self-coaching strategies to rewire your brain to get the results you want in your life. With your host, Coach Amber Lynn. Hey there, everyone. I am so glad that you are joining me today. As a teacher and a little bit of a nerd, I love neuroscience. Knowing about our brain and how it works has made all the difference to me and my students in rewiring my brain. The brain is defined as the central organ of the human nervous system and with the spinal cord makes up the central nervous system. The brain consists of the cerebellum, the cerebrum, the brainstem, The brain contains the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex and the hippocampus, all of which impact our way of thinking. The part of our brain that is associated with emotions is called the amygdala. The amygdala, I like to think of it as the overactive superhero. It is the part of our brain that controls and regulates our emotions. It's our flight, fight, or freeze survival instincts. When our amygdala is activated, it literally takes our higher brain offline and it feels like your emotions are heightened and your impulse control decreases, resulting in unmanaged reactions. When I think of the amygdala and how it affects me is when my anxious attachment style is triggered and I have this instinct to panic. When I think about what others think of me, my amygdala is triggered or when someone says something and I make it mean something is wrong with me, a judgment, an opinion, and I immediately get hurt and become defensive. So back in when we were humans looking for survival and hunting and hunter and gatherers, our amygdala is very important because it kept us alive. But nowadays, our amygdala has not evolved with us. So whenever we get those uncomfortable emotions or feelings, of stress, boredom, fear, rejection, you know, all the uncomfortable feelings. Our amygdala is triggered. As a parent, when I snap at my children because I'm making their behavior mean something about me as a parent, these are all signs that my amygdala has taken the front seat and that my lizard brain is about to rampage. And it's time to take away the keys and sit with my emotions, pause and observe the thoughts I'm thinking. I even introduced the amygdala to my students and to my children. I read to them an article that referred to our amygdala as the overactive superhero, Amy. It's the part of our brain that wants to fight, flight, or freeze. We talk about how fighting can look like physical, like with your arms or body, Or fighting can also be seen as using words to argue, negotiate, share your story. And flight is when you either leave the situation or actions or behaviors of running away from a problem or shutting down. Um, Those are just examples of like what it looks like. So somebody who freezes may, when your amygdala gets triggered or you're sad or upset, you may choose to shut down. Um, not associate with people you may try to mentally punish them by like I'm not going to talk to you you know because 
um, that's what we think <laughs> will solve the problem. The amygdala is a part of our brain that wants to protect us from the negative emotions and wants to help us survive what our lizard brain has detected as danger. So it reverts to old patterns and habits that are re, like, pre-wired into our brain that are innate survival instincts. When our amygdala is activated, it triggers those negative subconscious unmanaged thoughts. These moments when our emotions are showing us a reaction in our body, sensations, our body wants to react. This is when we need to pause and truly become curious as to what our brain is telling us. What are the thoughts that are playing in our brain? This is a very important step in learning to be aware of your mind, your thoughts, and take steps to managing and practicing thoughts on purpose. Because when our amygdala, children, two adults, gets activated, it, neuroscience and research shows that it takes our higher part of our brain, our prefrontal cortex, offline. So we have to build skills to practice engaging our prefrontal cortex when our emotions are high. They say when emotions are high, intelligence is low. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that helps us make informed decisions ahead of time, plan ahead. This is the part of our brain that helps us to manage our brain, manage our thoughts, manage our emotions, manage our behavior, our reactions. It's an important part of our brain. It's also important to keep in mind, again, that our prefrontal cortex is not completely developed until our mid-20s. So anybody who has kids or works with kids, I want you to constantly put a sticky note somewhere um, to remind yourself that you are engaging with a child who has a human brain, whose prefrontal cortex, the planning ahead, the making decisions when you're feeling big emotions are underdeveloped. I will come back to this later, but seriously, the Biggest thing that you can do for kids is to know that they're living in a body with a human brain that has a really overactive amygdala and an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. When they feel big emotions, they think they're in danger. They're, they feel threatened. There is a survival instinct to react. And if we think or label children that they're just whatever we would do, like impulsive, they don't think, they don't care, they're disrespectful. It's so not the case all the time. The majority of the time, our students, our children are reacting from a place of the primitive brain. And when we take away the negative labels and we really look at them as if they are people and humans and little humans with big amygdalas and little engaged prefrontal cortex, it lets us take a step back and really see how we can engage our prefrontal cortex to interact with these little amygdalas. Okay, side rant. Sorry about that. But it just, it's a, such a passion for me that people know that when you're engaging with, teaching, working with, loving on, disciplining, correcting children, that you have to teach them about their brain and you have to understand their brain. So often we expect children students and kids to engage their higher brain 
that nobody has taught them to and it's not even completely developed so they will constantly make errors in these ways and that is okay it's part of their developmental stages okay for real end of side rant (laughs) so when working with kids or children it's important that their prefrontal cortex it's aware and that they know that it's very immature and it requires patience, guidance, and instruction to develop the problem-solving skills. And it takes a lot more practice to regulate their emotions and their reactions to emotions. I mean, seriously, if we as adults have such a hard time managing our reactions to our hard emotions with a completely developed prefrontal cortex... I can't imagine why we think children should be able to do it so easily. The hippocampus is important as well because when teaching students, children, or even teaching ourselves something, our hippocampus is our librarian. It is the part of our brain that stores our memories and our associations. It's a main, its main role is found in the formation and organization of new memories and how they connect to certain sensations and emotions in our bodies. The hippocampus provides us with the ability to learn new information about people and others. Practicing affects the hippocampus. The more associations the hippocampus can make, the more stored connections we have. And that is one of the processes of rewiring our brain. With the neuroplasticity, the more that we practice, the deeper our neuron pathways become. I just love neuroscience, you guys. It is amazing what our brain is capable of doing when we are aware of what it's able to do. So now I want to kind of talk a little bit about our brain. According to Google, a person has on average 6,000 thoughts a day. Of those, 85% are negative and 95% are repetitive thoughts. Can you imagine the impact these thoughts have on your mood, behaviors, emotions, actions, and the results that we have in our life? Literally, let that sink in. 6,000 unplanned, unintentional, unmanaged thoughts coming from our primitive part of our brain, our lower part of our brain, of which 85% are negative. Who would choose to live this way? And also that is the same for children, you guys, when we are interacting with our children or interacting with children in the community or in our workplaces. This is happening in their human brain too. Every human brain has instinctive survival reactions when it senses or perceives it is in danger. And this, you guys, triggers the amygdala. In today's world, our brain senses it's in danger when it experiences negative emotions of any kind. An uncomfortable emotion is different for each individual. But to list a few... Fear, rejection, sadness, vulnerability, insecurities, failure, any negative feeling and the desire to not experience negative feelings results in thought patterns, in behaviors, in be- in reactions that are not planned and definitely are not intentional. 
and are definitely reactive. So I am begging you, I am pleading you, we need to start talking back to our brains. We need to start teaching our children to talk back to their primitive brain and taking back control over what our brains are thinking and telling us, the story that they create over and over again, and what they are telling us about our circumstances. If 85% of our thoughts are negative, let that sink in. Would you choose to be friends with someone if 85% of what they said was negative? This has to change. We deserve a more positive, if not positive, at least more neutral thoughts throughout our day. Becoming aware of your thoughts, being curious about them is the first step. The majority of these thoughts are subconscious, unplanned. And is your brain talking to you? Your brain is using your old back roads that lead to dead ends that are no longer effective and are no longer serving you or getting you to where you want to go. So you're probably thinking, how do I even begin to know what I'm thinking? Oh my gosh, you guys, this was a big, big thing for me because I didn't realize that I avoided my thoughts more than what I thought I did or even was consciously aware of. We are so busy reacting in constant reaction mode to our emotions to other people that we don't know what is causing it. So a signal to start becoming aware of this is when you notice you're feeling an emotion. An emotion is a sign that a thought has taken place. When you feel a change in your body, a tightness in your chest, your heart beating faster, your cheeks rise with heat, any sensation in your body, when you feel defensive or a negative emotion is creeping up, take a deep breath, (laughs) pause, and ask yourself, what was I just thinking? Because I'll tell you, the thought that you are thinking creates our emotions. And our emotions that we have, when we feel them, they do one thing or another. We either take actions or we inaction our way, if that makes sense. So when we feel a certain emotion, we take certain actions or we don't take certain actions. And us not taking actions is still an action. So I really want you guys to pause and feel these emotions. Learn about your brain. Learn about how you react when you feel overwhelmed, stressed out. And how does your amygdala feel inside your body when it gets triggered? What sensations are going through your body? Really become aware of the thoughts that you're thinking constantly or on regular and ask yourself, are these thoughts serving me? Do these thoughts help me? Are these thoughts getting me what I want in life? And if they aren't, start talking back to your brain and telling them thoughts that you know will serve you and help you get the results that you want in life. Alrighty, you guys, that was my intro for Taking Back Her Brain podcast. Just a little bit of taste of the neuroscience and 
um, the self-coaching strategies I'll be talking about in this podcast. And I just want to thank you so much for coming by and listening to me and let me sharing, let me share my passion with you because I tell you guys, I love learning about our brain. I love all the possibilities that come from knowing how our brain works and why it works the way that it does. Just, I'll do one more short story before I end. Growing up, I fought depression and I didn't, it wasn't labeled, it was undiagnosed. So I took it on myself to write sticky notes around my house um, or in my bedroom on like just positive thoughts, you know, and somebody had said like, oh, you think you're a positive person? I was like, yeah, I do think I'm a positive person. They're like, oh, do you think a positive person would need to have sticky notes around their house to think positive thoughts? I took this so personally that I took down all of my post-it notes and I never did it again to where anyone who walked in could see. But you guys, I was coaching myself. I was using neuroscience before I even knew what neuroscience was. I was using self-coaching strategies before I knew what it was. But I let somebody else's thoughts and opinions take my power away. So I'm asking you to take your power back. Do what you need to do to think the thoughts you need to think and feel the emotions you want to feel. Do not run away from those hard emotions, though, because life is only 50-50. 50% uncomfortable emotions and 50% comfortable emotions. I hope you guys find something that resonated with you in this podcast today and you really reflect and just sit with being you because you are amazing. You are enough exactly as you are. And I believe that wholeheartedly. The moment we love ourselves more and do what we need to do to get our brain on our side, our primitive brain, and really engage our higher brain is the day that we will find all of our power. And I hope that you find your power a little more each and every day. I hope you guys have a great day. Please visit www.takingbackherbrain.com. Don't forget to follow Taking Back Her Brain on Instagram and Facebook. That is one word. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day, everybody.